Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. I am Elisa Keaton, and I am bringing you a Facebook Live that I did just the other day, actually talking about willpower. Hmm, so good, and it's appropriate. Who doesn't need to be aware of this thing called willpower? Who doesn't need some of it? I do mom of teenagers. I need it. I talk about that today. I get honest with you about the places in my life that I'm needing willpower. So no matter what that is for you, today's teaching is going to be super relevant. Get some pen, uh, get a pen, get a piece of paper out, take some notes because I do give you four practical things, four simple things to start applying. You know, I'm a teacher, I'm a trainer. I always want you to walk away with some tools that you can, you know, try it on for size, see how it works to help increase your willpower. Here's what we know, you can increase it. I think it's so cool that God built it into you. And the reason that you desire to get better is absolutely connected to the ability to do it. And it is gonna need self-control, willpower. Something we're gonna talk about more today is meekness. And our most recent podcast, so if you go one podcast below this one, um, is a revving the word about selfless strength. These two will partner together well. I think I'm gonna do this a little bit more in the future. I'll do a revving the word, which if you've never done one, it's more of an experiential application of God's word in your life. Go for a run, go for a walk, go for a hike, clean the house and listen to a revving the word. Um, But then I want to kind of come and unpack other things I just don't have time to do in the teaching itself. So today we're talking more about meekness, which truly is the definition of godly willpower, a power to do the will of God, right? And that's the question. Whose will are you doing? God's or your own? If it's your own, you will have to use your own strength and it is limited. If it's God's, it's limitless. So fun. All right. So... Take a listen, share it with someone, leave a review, you guys. Every time you leave a review, you are helping us spread the message, the gospel to people who are feeling hopeless, who trying to lose weight. You know, they've been where you've been or they are where you are and you have a heart for them. Thank you for partnering with us and sharing this message and hopefully helping us set captives free. Don't forget our Rest and Rebuild Retreat. It's happening June 9th. I talk a little bit about it in the podcast. Just kind of came upon me suddenly. Um, But we can do some in-person training for five days. I'm going to be there. A team, amazing stellar team, and some presenters are going to be there. Go check it out. It's on the show notes. You can swipe up and learn more about Rest and Rebuild. Okay, friends. I hope you have a great day, great week, and happy Easter. He is risen, almost. We still got to get through... Good Friday, it's a heavy day, but he will be risen. The tomb is empty. And today's podcast absolutely should ignite you, excite you about the gift that we have in the power of the Holy Spirit. We'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Hi, Lupe. You need this today. Okay, great, Elizabeth. Yes, raise your hand or give me an emoji if you're... You're feeling like I'm, you're feeling lethargic. You're feeling like I'm, I'm at the end of me. I don't have any more to give. Um, I'm exhausted. I just want to throw the baby and the bathwater out. Um, you want to call it quits? <laughs> I went through a season where I quit was something that I said often. Here's what the first thing I want to say before I even get into the teaching. That's holy. It's, it's okay and it's actually necessary to surrender and be like, 
I'm trying to do this in my own strength. We have to realize when we come to the end of ourselves, that's actually very holy ground because that's when we get more of God. We're told that in the message version of Matthew 5, that when you're at the end of your rope, you're blessed. So when you have faith, when no more of your own strength can happen, you're blessed because this is where a strength comes from heaven to earth to help you. We have to realize when we've tapped out and that doesn't mean tap out. (laughs) When we've come to the end, it just now begins, God, more of you. Um, If you are not a follower or a subscriber to our podcast, please go and subscribe now. Yes, I'm already preaching. Um, Please subscribe now and listen to the most recent Revving the Word. It's called Selfless Strength, which is another way of saying self-control. I control myself for the benefit of another. We don't hear that in the world. We hear control yourself for the sake of you, which comes all back to me again. No, God is taking us something, someplace higher than just focused on our self-independence, our selfishness, our self-control, our self. We actually become more of who we are when we die to ourself to live for something greater. You're meant for it. I'm sorry. It's in the DNA of who you are. So the surrender of... I've run out of my own strength. That's a good place to know and to be. And now we can pick up something even greater. And I'm going to talk about that today. I'm going to preach to it today. Um, and I think you're going to leave. I know you're going to leave here encouraged. And I'm actually going to give you practical. What did I, I have? Three or four. Apply this. Do these things in your life. Be thoughtful of these things to keep this type of self-control, this willpower that is coming from a higher power. Not your power, but a power to do the will of God because you are fully equipped for that as a disciple of Christ who's been given the Holy Spirit in you to equip you to go and do whatever it is you need to do or not do the thing you are not to do, okay? So let's all just take a deep breath. Inhale, exhale, and get excited because something greater is about to come. All right, so I, I mentioned our podcast. Go and listen to the most recent episode. I think it's 359, and it's a revving the word. It has some music in the background. That's fine. You can just you can be walking or at home doing your dishes. Listen to the podcast. It'll motivate you, and it will deconstruct to reconstruct the idea of what this type of strength is that God wants to give you. All right? Um Another thing before I go any further, our Rest and Rebuild Retreat. I just don't want to forget to mention it. On June 9th through the 13th, you can come and we will do this heart, mind, soul, and strength training together. Think of it as a weight loss retreat where you cannot measure the weight in pounds. You cannot measure it under your feet on a scale. It is to get you free, to get your mind cleared, your heart released, your body equipped to go and do whatever it is. And a lot of this message today I'm going to talk about will actually be in motion when at that retreat together. So I will put a link up in the show notes when I'm done. Click on it. It is on June 9th. Anyone coming? If I hope you're coming to the Rest and Rebuild Retreat. I just got done doing a call with some of the leaders. That's why it's on my mind. You guys, the workshops are insane. Actually, here, let me tell you what the workshops are. One is how to study the Bible. Two, intuitive eating God's way. 
awakening your soul, arising from spiritual slumber, which has a lot to do. Spiritual slumber has to do when I continue to try and strengthen myself, I will get burned out. And so I just finally go to sleep. I'm just, I'm too, I'm too burned out. So I drop out. Awaken from from that spiritual slumber, living a wholehearted and balanced life, some key techniques and and kingdom tips and tricks to what it looks like to clear your schedule of things you should not be doing. Kind of get, get your life back so you're not spending yourself in places you shouldn't be. How to practice Sabbath in today's world, drumming, the psychology, the um the physiology and what it does neurologically when we drum. So we're big on drumming around here. Strength training, uh, restorative rest, godly goal setting, understanding the Holy Spirit. That's a big part of what I'm going to teach about today with, with selfless strength and mental health freedom. This is just, you can go to the website and check it out. Yeah. Thanks, Julia. Yeah. Our retreats, they're not like any other retreat. They really aren't. And, you know, I think most retreats have their own unique stamp and DNA based on the culture or the vision of whoever is putting on the retreat. And I can tell you this, our retreats, our gatherings, our Rev on the Roads, our events, our trainings, anything we do where we come together, even our Facebook lives, our hope is that we are freeing you up, that we are getting you excited about the good idea that you are and that bad news gets stuck in good bodies. So we, we want to metabolize our pain. We want to learn how to get unstuck. And it has very little to do with getting you to drink more juice or this plan or do this and count your macros. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're doing all that and you still feel unsatisfied and you still feel like you're not enough and you don't have what it takes or that you are you know, lost in a very big, loud, and lonely world, it's time to come back and get free. We got to remember who you are and whose you are, and we're going to do that at this retreat. Okay, so now that I've said that, let's get into today's teaching. Okay, Matthew 5, 5, Sermon on the Mount. Jesus says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are, though Matthew 5, Jesus tells a lot of people blessed. I said at the very beginning, blessed when you're, are the poor in spirit, when you're at the end of your rope. So God's ushering in a new kingdom because everyone's looking to build a kingdom. Can I get an amen? We are living in a time because of platform and social media, you can self-publish, you can do everything self now. There's a lot of self-initiation that we can become so about ourself <laughs> And there's a kingdom we're trying to build where God's going, I have a greater kingdom. Jesus comes to show and usher in a greater kingdom. It's a kingdom where if someone, okay, here's where, here's where all the people leave and I, I'm alone at the popular table or I'm alone at the unpopular table, except for you Revelation Wellness instructors <laughs> and all you who have been faithful donors and partners with us. That Jesus says that when someone hits you on the cheek, turn and let them hit the other one. So what you're saying to me, Jesus, is that when someone causes me pain, I'm to actually say, thank you, sir, may I have another? (laughs) What is this, right? And so a lot of people get offended by Jesus's teachings because it offends us, it offends our pride, it offends our pain. Instead of going, okay, it's the heart of the message. What he's saying is there's more in you 
then you know that an offense to the body, to your physical life, to this earthly existence, it's a shadow compared to losing your life to this earthly existence. So if, some, if you take one on the chin for the gospel, turn your cheek and get ready to take another one. This is why you're going to need to learn how to breathe, how to have faith, and have community of people that are cheering you on when you are rocky in the fight and you get pummeled for a moment. Pain actually is there to teach us. There is no greater life lesson or life teacher than pain. And I, I'm sorry, again, this is where people go, forget it. I'm going to go and take the self-development course over here where I get to be about myself. <laughs> oh, and I get it. It's, it's, and you know what? It works. And it's very fleeting. It, you'll have a moment, but then you got to find another moment. You got to find another moment. Everything about the kingdom economy and kingdom culture is eternal and it lasts and it builds something in you that you become this kind of spiritual giant in a sense that you know that you are a soul and you just happen to have a body that they can kill the body, but they can't destroy the soul. And that's, come on. That's Revelation Wellness. That's what we're doing. We're trying to go, let's train your soul. We'll, we'll, the body will kind of, we'll, we'll worry about that. We, we do want to pay attention to it. But if we get to the soul of who you are and what you desire and the things you dream for and the petitions of your heart and you continue to turn a cheek that when a tide comes and sweeps you off your feet, you will learn to flip over and breathe on your back. That's what we want to teach you to do. That's what we want to cheer you on towards. So when Jesus says, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Let's stop it. This is a key because I see a lot of people wanting to wanting pieces of the earth. And you know, that's something, it's such a profound statement because it truly is what we do today. Everyone is looking for a piece of the earth. It's what um, we resources. Everything made, this piece of paper, this pen, this water bottle, everything you can touch is made of something of the world. And so we make a pen. And then people figure out, well, if I make a pen, maybe someone else needs this pen. And then I can sell this pen and I'll have some of the earth value and worth because that's really the only thing that is worth something. It's tangible. Do you know, still to this day, the greatest way to make money in the United States, at least, I could be even globally, the, the greatest people that hold the greatest wealth have the most amount of land. They're real estate investors. They're people that buy land because that's value. Because there it is. It's not stocks and like bonds. That's another way to make some money in the financial world. But it's kind of air money. It's kind of out there where the earth, it's tangible. It's tactile. Everyone's wanting a piece of it because it says, this is mine and you can't take it from me. Right? That's about us. And Jesus goes, I'm going to give some people the earth. I'm going to give them great value. It's the thing that everyone's chasing after. But you know who I'm going to give it to? The meek. And this would so offend the religious people. It should offend you. It should offend all of us. The meek? Okay, so here's the definition of the meek. Meekness towards God is that disposition of spirit in which we accept his dealings with us as good. This goes back to, I got hit on the cheek, God. I'm still good, Elisa. Turn your cheek. I got hit on the cheek again, God. I'm still good, Elisa. Turn your cheek. And then people go, that's just a mean God. 
And you get to make a choice there. He either is God or isn't. And Romans 8.28 says that all things work together for good. They'll work it out. They're going to get there. All things will work towards good for those who are called by God, who are loved and called by God according to his purposes. So it's not just all things work together for good. Yes, but for those who are being strengthened in God and continue to move towards his purposes. All things work together for good for those. Those are the meek. They're trusting that God's dealings are good. I'm, I'm, I'm going to connect this to willpower. I'm, I'm talking to this right now because meekness is willpower. Meekness is the key to the strength that is superseding your own strength. It's a willpower that comes from a higher power. That's what you want. That's what you're made for. That's why all other willpowers keep falling and fading and failing. The meek are those who wholly rely on God rather than their own strength to defend against injustice. They rely on God's strength and not their own to defend, to protect. They're looking at something greater. It's a gentleness or a meekness that is opposite of self-assertiveness or self-interest. Let me say this again. So Jesus is saying, the, those who are not asserting their own agenda and those who are not so interested in building their own kingdom, those are the ones I'm going to give an inheritance to. Those are the ones who will inherit the earth. The earth. This is incredible. Some of, some of you are just so busy trying to inherit a smaller waistline and you're using all your strength. And, and, and listen, God's still there going, we can do this, but I have something greater for you. I want to show you the world. I want to take you beyond. I want to get your, stop your navel gazing. I want to get you. I want you to hunger and thirst for me. I want you to care for your body, not because you discipline yourself and beat it, but because it's good and it's kind. And when you choose goodness and kindness, it leads us to new ways over and over because that is who God is. His dealings with us are good. All right, so meekness. Meekness is really the key that unlocks everything that God has stored up for you. Whatever it is, your inheritance, the thing that you will be, you are created to do, um, whatever it is, the dream that you have, and some of you have stopped dreaming, so we need you to dream again. That's why come to rest and rebuild. Come to that retreat, I'll get you dreaming again. I promise you. The Holy Spirit is not content to flit upon the surface of one's life. He wants to dive on in and mess up your stuff to bring a wholeness, a beautiful life online and not just staying and slumbering. Okay, so let's talk about willpower. This is meekness, the, the willpower, the self-control, the meekness, right? The ability to, no, I'm going to hold my course. I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to respond. I'm going to actually, I'm not going to react. I'm going to be a responder. Everyone repeat after me. I am a first responder, not a first reactor. I'm a first responder. I'm first to respond on the scene. How can I help? That's actually a first responder is an EMT, um, a wilderness first responder, someone who sees hurt and goes, how can I help? That's what we were made for. And with our strength, we take it and go, I I've trained, I've lifted the weights, I've drank the green juice, I've eaten my whole foods, I'm, 
how can I usher and steward this to help? That's willpower. That's a power to do God's will on the earth. And it's more enjoyable and more fun than just sitting there and trying to master your own kingdom. That's why it's frustrating you. It's because you're focused on the wrong kingdom. Okay, so here's some things you need to know from a scientific, it's a fun book called Willpower. You can read it. I'm taking some of this stuff from there, but just some takeaway notes for you guys and hopefully it helps you apply some kingdom willpower into your life, some self-control that leads you to like, oh my gosh, I've got resources for myself. I've got extra for other. I'm not trying to, you know, make wine out of raisins. <laughs> I'm actually making wine out of grapes. I'm actually using this thing properly, this strength that I have. First thing uh, to know that willpower is much like a muscle. Willpower. So we'll call it meekness, strength under control, my ability to use my strength for, for greater gain, not selfish gain, but for greater gain. Uh, is it's like a muscle. I can train it. This is proven that you you all have an amount, but you can make more of it. But you have to train it, right? That's the the rub is always how do you get started training it? This is where I, Nike said it best when they said it once and for all. Just do it. You have to just do it. You have to make. Your, and that's where habits come in. You have to make your habit so obvious that you're going to do it so that you are, you're going to um, do that thing you didn't want to do where you're going to need the willpower to do it. So willpower can be increased and it also goes along with habits. So whatever habit, my life are made up of habits, but I'm going to have to have willpower to choose the right, create a new habit enforce a new habit until it becomes old habit. And then eventually even old habits need to be changed because of season change in our life. That's why we have to be very flexible, malleable. This is why God wants just humility, teachability. God wants, God's looking for fat people, faithful, available, and teachable people. So be fat, be faithful, be available, be teachable. Those are first responders. Oh, Carlene, you just started reading my book this morning. Well, welcome. Hi, Carlene. Oh, my goodness. Well, I feel like I should send you a little something. That's fun. Anyone else just started to read my book? The book will help. It's right there. It's called The Wellness Revelation. It will absolutely help you lose what is weighing you down, what is keeping you in your own self-control will rather than moving with the unforced rhythms of grace. Okay, so willpower can be increased. So you got to make your new habit. You just got to make it obvious. So here's um, another thing that you need to know that you can train willpower that once you complete a task, it actually builds. So as you do one right thing, you'll want to do another right thing. How great is that? Isn't that truth? Come on. Okay. Okay. I'm a mom with two teenagers. Um, I really want to be a good mom. I didn't have a good, I had a, I had a wonderful mom, but she couldn't parent me well. She wasn't parented well. And so I'm like, I'm just trying to learn this on my own. 
And I really know that in me, as I'm rested in God, I know that I'm a faithful woman, I'm an available woman, I'm a woman of peace, I'm a woman of joy, I'm a woman who is meek. I really know that I am. I trust God. I know that his dealings with me are good. I'm not interested in getting my strength to boss people around. I'm interested in in creating more of this kindness and gentleness and kingdom and power and, and truth that sets people free. So I know that's where my heart is. But I also know that my kids have the greatest access to my heart. And so when they do something wrong or say something wrong or I'm afraid, I respond or I react in a way that I don't really love. They just manage to just hit my heart. Only certain people can get there, right? And the ones we love the most are the ones that we tend to hurt the most or hurt us the most. And that's that's why Jesus is like, just get in there. Get your cheek back in there. <laughs> like a punching bag. Just get in there. Breathe. It's only pain. Turn your cheek. Breathe. Let the pain teach you something. And I love that when I can actually respond to my kids instead of react, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, that was amazing. I want to do it again. And the science would actually say, if you did it once, you can do it again. You're ready. You're positioned to do it again. Do it again. Do it again. So one moment of strong willpower multiplies into another one. You can you can build upon it. Exercising self-control in one area or exercising willpower in one area of your life can improve all other areas of life. How cool is that? So I love that. It's just like a mustard seed. It's like it's leaven. Just do that right thing and it it starts to multiply. You guys, how great is that? Just do the one next right thing. Stop looking at how big the monster is, how much you have to change, how, how big the obstacle is. Just do the one next right thing. And let that seed germinate and it grows to the next right thing. The problem is we carry so much condemnation and shame that we're constantly chopping ourselves off at the knees. And the Lord's like, stop chopping. Stop. <laughs> Just Hang out, abide, remain, breathe, water the water, rest, eat, sleep. Be kind. It'll come around. The other thing about willpower or making a right decision, uh, which is another way of what I want to say it. Willpower to me is just make the right decision. I have the power to will and partner with God. I'm going to make the right decision. Um, Glucose, our blood sugar, absolutely affects our ability to have self-control. (laughs) <laughs> and you see this in the Bible. Go to 1 Kings 19 when Elijah is totally wiped out. One of the greatest men of God. Greatest God's man, his prophet. He's slaying all these prophets. And one verse, he's just showing how awesome God is through him. Tons of willpower, tons of selfless strength. And then you see him in the next chapter. He is crying under a bush, telling God how miserable he is. <laughs> he's tired. He's hungry. His blood glucose is low. He lost his power to partner with the will of God. His willpower went went down. And so God says, hey, send some angels, give some food, and says rest. So for some of you who are at the end of your willpower, here's what I want to encourage you today. Take a day off. Take a moment. Take a rest. It doesn't mean plug out, eat a bucket of Ben and Jerry's or go let loose on your kids or have a moment. No, it just means I'm going to go quiet. And you can let people know, I just need a day. Or I'm not going to get off social media, whatever, and just quiet down. Fill yourself up on goodness. Don't medicate yourself. 
fill yourself up, rest, and the willpower of God, that will of God can return and begin to speak again. All right, so here's, um, those are just some, some things that are very fun to know that this is, this is how you're bent. This is true to your design. You have willpower. You can increase it. When you do one little thing, it affects other things. This is how God, I want you to see this as you're designing God. It just, it can grow. And that you need to do some practical things to take care of yourself. If you don't do that, you're, you're good for nobody. Like, you know, get good sleep. Make sure you're well-nourished. Take care of yourself the best that you can. And, and your attitude about that, how you perceive your life, absolutely. If you think poorly, you will live poorly. If you think like an orphan, you will live orphaned. If you think rejected, you will be rejected. We, we, it's that law of attraction. You do reap what you sow. If you sow the, reap the, or sow those kinds of thoughts, you will reap those kinds of realities. So begin to change your narrative in, in knowing that you are a woman or a man of power who partners with the will of God. Moment to moment. Not perfectly but persistently. Okay. So here's four things. I'm going to get, I need about four more minutes with you. You ready? Four things that I would encourage you to do to increase your willpower, your meekness. One, go listen to the podcast. Two, come to rest and rebuild retreat. Okay. No, that's a side note. Let me start over. First thing, whatever focus, remember I said, just, just focus on that one thing. And if more or less, if this is like one habit or something new, a, a new thing that you want to do. Um, well, I guess this would probably be more in the habit realm. So whatever it is, if it's a habit that's going to require your willpower, make sure you do that thing first. Put it first in the morning. Put it first. So prioritize it. Because if you start with it, remember, because then it can go out and it'll multiply into the rest of your day. So if it's to, to eat better, well, then consider even the night before planning or thinking about what you're going to have for breakfast that day. Or if it's, uh, this is why statistically it's proven those who work out in the morning before they even go about their day are the most consistent. They're the most, they have the most um, self-control. They, they're, they're, they don't, they don't, um, change their mind on it. It's just a part of them. So anything that you want to do now, like for me, I would say, gosh, I really want to be more of a responder to my kids than a reactor. Okay. Well, I can't really plan that. So that means I have to be aware by the end of the day, because blood sugar goes down, that's why people make the worst decisions. They have no willpower at the end of the day, because our brain actually takes a lot of energy to make decisions and that affects our blood glucose and our willpower starts to go down. That's why everyone awakens and feels really confident. But by 5, 6 p.m., we just don't have it anymore. And I need to plan, okay, I really don't seem talk to my kids that much in the morning. They're off to school. They're going to come home. I have to prepare my mind for battle, as it says in 1 Peter 2, 9. Prepare your mind. Or is it 1 Peter 2, not verse 9? Prepare your mind, prepare your mind, ready your mind for action that he's going to come home from school. He'll probably be short. This is all about being intentional. Intentional people have the best power to partner with the will of God. They're just saying, you know, he's coming home soon. You're not chasing the clock. So plan it out. That's really what we're saying. Plan it or do that thing early and first because it, it multiplies. Second thing 
is to keep your energy up. If you want to keep your willpower up, keep your energy up throughout the day. Now, most of you would think, oh, that means I need to eat throughout the day. Maybe, maybe you need to keep eating. But here's what I would say. First, drink more water. Okay, mandatory water drink, everyone. Go ahead. Hmm. You actually confuse your hunger with your thirst more than 50% of the time. You're probably more thirsty than you are hungry. You're still true to a lot of research and science. People are dehydrated, and so we say, oh, I'm hungry. You probably would do better just to drink some water. That will help clear your mind so you can make a better decision. But it's true. About every three hours or so, two to three hours, the, the blood sugar can drop. So this is where it's interesting because intermittent fasting loves that. They're like, yeah, let's plummet our blood sugar, right? It's so funny. Every trend or diet thing focuses on one thing and says, do this, but then it doesn't realize how it affects other things. So although if I'm not eating for six hours because I'm intermittent fasting, although I'm now like, yeah, sure, my body's losing fat, but I'm making terrible decisions. <laughs> how about I'm a, I'm a cruddy mom. I'm short-tempered. I'm... So it's kind of like, what's the trade-off there, right? Like, okay, so that's a sidebar. So keep your energy up, um, drinking water, and of course more, uh, have your food that you, that you, as your blood sugar goes down, keep some blood going. So for me, yeah, about like every three, it just depends. I don't, I used to be very regimented about every two to three hours because I was training for a show or doing this or whatever. And I don't do that anymore. So I just kind of listen to my body. I know when I'm hungry and um, I just, I'll eat a little something, keep my blood sugar up, make better decisions. Yeah. And also I was going to say with um, movement too, sometimes you just need to get up and move, whoops, move a little bit, just move. Just move and get the energy up and that'll circulate the blood and kind of flush it out and you can make a, a strong decision again. We often get so stuck sitting, we make stagnant decisions and they're not the best decisions. So stay somewhat active. Um, what do I recommend for intermittent fasting? Uh, there's, I have a whole podcast. You can go listen to it on fasting. So go check that out. Okay, that's okay. Someone said, where was I this morning? We had a rough, Evelyn. Yeah, I'm with you. Oh, thanks, Cindy. Week four. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Cindy. Okay. Third thing, find a get better friend. <laughs> when it comes to like wanting to get this willpower, right? Remember, because meekness has to do with strength that is not for me. It's not interested in me. I, I want to be about something greater. I'm not interested in building. Listen, if you're interested in building your own kingdom and your body and doing, we're not the audience. We're not the people for you. I bless you. I pray over you. I hope that you have a wonderful life. I would just be, I, I, I'm, I'm going to, this life here is about more. I'm living for eternity and it's been a great life for me. I used to live for myself, bodybuilding shows, fitness shows, doing anything I could to feel satisfied and it never satisfied so for me, we go back to, I'm about getting better. So I need a get better friend, someone who is going to basically, we, we also know this about um, willpower is that enforcing consequences works. How incredible is that? Did you hear me? Enforcing consequences works in order to increase your willpower. I'm sorry, that's very gospel. Um, 
I know it's not popular to talk about, and I probably need to do a whole teaching on it myself, but there is a movement happening in the church right now where we're abandoning the fact that there is no hell or there is no consequence, that there is not, that everyone just love and love, love, love. And I, I, yes, love, love. God is love. Yes. But love is not God. Loving, putting other people higher or whatever it is, there is a consequence to our life. We do reap what we sow. There's consequences. It's built into the world. It's built into the design. There is, because there is God, there must be evil in this world. It's like this juxtaposition. Actually, it's evil that can increase us in the goodness of God as we say no to it, as we stay and use our willpower to not be tempted. We're actually increase in this goodness. And that's what God's looking for. His eyes roam the earth, looking to and fro for those who are wholeheartedly devoted to him, for those who are willing to be meek, to turn their other cheek, for those who are willing to take a humble yoke upon them, for those who are willing. He goes, I'm behind that. And those are the ones I I can trust the earth with. Those are the ones who are not self-interested or self-asserting. They're here to prove my goodness and faithfulness, even though there is pain and there is suffering. So you need a get better friend, a friend who you kind of go, okay, I'm going to need you to um, just check on me and I'm going to call you when I want to quit. When I don't have, when I'm, when I just want to sneak away and pick up my own self strength again, I'm going to come to you, right? Because we're about others. Others help us be less about ourselves. Those are the best friends. You don't need friends to help you feel better. You need friends to help you get better. That is this community. So if that interests you at all, I know I'm not for everyone. I know, like I said, there's a popular teaching now. Everyone be comfortable and everyone, and it's just, it's sugar and shade instead of salt and light. That saying has been sticking with me. Like uh, we were called to be salt and light. Too much salt is too salty. This morning I was making eggs and I put too much salt on my eggs and it was bleh. So yeah, don't be blasting people, but we're called salt when done right, preserves, adds flavor, it enhances, it brings out the God colors in the world and light. Without light, I see nothing. We're out, we're to illuminate paths. We're to bring hope. We see hopelessness, we bring hope. Where we see hurt, we bring healing. Where we see needs, we bring our hands. Like we're constantly bringing something to the table. So we need a a get better friend. So consequences are important that we put some kind of consequence. So here's what I would also say to that. If you're someone who struggles with your willpower, perhaps you've got to stop to think about What's the kind of daily consequence that you face over and over because you just refuse to submit your will to the will of God, to get a greater strength, to be less about yourself and more about him? What consequence comes with that? You have to get real sober about consequences. And then the question would be, are you willing to live with that? Because some people kind of are. I have a father who's very willing to live with the consequence of, not having to change, not having to, and he loves God. I mean, he would say, that's a a tough one. He believes in God, but no desire to to get better. And there's a lockdown of like how, well, I'm saved. And true, I I believe he is saved, but not transformed. (laughs) I'm all for transformation. If it's on the table and it's offered by God, I want it. I'll take it all. 
So that is my final, the four things, just to say to know your consequence and be like, am I fine with this consequence? I can't get you to want to change. You have to, it's got to be something you want. And the consequences you're getting, you just go, I'm not willing to do it anymore. So I hope those four things help you with willpower. It's something, again, you just have to do it. So pick that one thing. Do it first. Be intentional. Plan for it. Write it out. Write it out. Write it out. Look at journals for days, everyone. Journals for days. Write it out. Today I'm intentional about the will to be a responder with my child and not a reactor. I'm going to do a whole podcast on responding and not reacting. Who wants that? All right. I got to go. This went a little longer than I thought, but I'm grateful you're all still here. Thank you for sharing. You can share it right now. Tag someone who needs to hear this message. Um, You guys are the perfect people. You've already have willpower placed in you. This meekness, this control, this, this ability to control your strength for the sake of another. That is who Jesus was, right? He could have thrown down lightning bolts and he could have jumped off that cross and he didn't. Because for the joy set before him, you and me being free, he endured that cross. He turned his cheek. Pain did not have the final say. And now look what we are celebrating this weekend. A resurrected God. And that same resurrected power lives in you, lives in me. And this is how the world is set free. One free person at a time. All right, you guys. Thank you. Um... Go follow the podcast. The podcast, yes, I'm with you, Sarah. I'm going to do one for sure on reacting and not responding. But fasting, anything I talked about here, you can go to the website or go to the podcast. Go to the website, revelationwellness.org. You'll see the podcast there too. And um, just search any keywords that you want. You can do that in our search bar. We have tons of free things over there. Make sure you're on our email list because we're always announcing new exciting things that we have going on, challenges to come. And I'm so grateful. Let me pray for us, yeah? So Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for this message. Thank you for the gift of meekness. Thank you that it's a kingdom come thing, that it has to come from heaven to earth. So we open our hands and position ourselves, God, for you to do a stronger thing in us, a strength that supersedes our ability, God. I pray that you would give people vision for a life of what that looks like, God, that you would metabolize pain in people's bodies and minds and hearts, Lord. And right now, in Jesus' name, I bind up sickness and disease. We call this a time of healing. God, heal bodies, heal minds, heal knees and backs. God, heal the autoimmune disorders, the things that we cannot find healing for, our reasons for why they exist, God. We ask for peace to come and bring unification in the body, coherence and integration, heart, mind, soul, and strength, and that your meekness, your strength of who you are, a selfless strength would hold us together, that it is the epoxy of us. It glues us together and makes us whole, and that we can show the world what it looks like to be loved well by a good, good father. Thank you that you do not leave us as we are, but you accept us as we are thank you for the gift of grace and mercy that's new every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Goodbye. I will make this a podcast, by the way. So again, another reason to listen to the podcast. You can hear this all over. Love you guys. Peace. Have a great day.